So they still have to pay for their timeshare? I don't know, but I want to watch that video over and over again. She needs a TV show. We need to give that woman. Wait, let's find her. Let's let's see if we can find her name. Should we imagine if we get her to guest on the pod? Oh my God. That would be incredible. Because do you think she's an actor or do you think she really works there? Okay, Wesley Financial Group ad. But Shai, why are you seeing that ad or who was seeing that ad? Shai, the other day, the other day, Shai mentioned timeshares. So I'm sure his phone heard it. to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. If you could see us right now, you would see that Becky is so excited about today's episode where we will be talking about heels on stars that she is carrying a He-Man, Masters of the Universe Origins figures that I purchased for her child. I'm pretty sure that's First of all, daughter. you did not buy this for my kid. You bought no, this for No, absolutely. Kid. Your daughter has her own set. Do you know that? She does? No, I didn't know that. Absolutely. I bought your daughter her own He-Man Skeletor uh, as well. Well, this must be hers because it's covered in chocolate chips. Okay. So just so you know, I look out for the... I didn't buy her as many because I don't think she's that committed to the He-Man narrative, but she did get her own He-Man and Skeletor okay. to play with. Okay. You know who is committed to it and wears his He-Man sh- uh, fish shirt every night? Your nephew. My nephew. Yeah, because because he's into it. Each kid will oh, yeah. be, get into the things that that they, what they're into i will follow their passions like becky's daughter loves bagels with cream cheese and sprinkles on them and the other night i was eating ice cream cake and i poured extra sprinkles on them in or in honor of your daughter she's all in on the sprinkles so in. <laughs> she loves sprinkles in fact she looks at me while i'm putting the sprinkles on and says Looks at me saying, Tio Shai, are you, are you going to put more? That doesn't yeah. look like enough. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're both on vacation and I am. Am I though? Am I? I mean, am I there's vacation? no such thing sure as vacation that? until, until your children are <laughs> over the age of seven. So it just doesn't exist. You're, you are always a madracha. <laughs> which is a counselor. You're always a madracha, which is a Hebrew word for counselor. Right now. All the I'm, time. Right You're now I'm a on. camp nurse. Right now I'm a camp <laughs> nurse. My, first of all, my youngest one looks like an actual zombie. Like she looks like my kids saw right a picture now. of her and they were worried. <laughs> yeah. Her eyes like so puffy. Dead. Um, it's terrifying. It's like she's dressed up for Halloween. It's so really she scary. has some virus that's as the doctor put it, oh, don't worry. She's too sick to have COVID. It's definitely not COVID. That's whatever virus she that has. That was the barometer for how all the, the viruses. diarrhea-itis, right? Isn't yeah, that what it's, it's called? It's like all the viruses mashed up into one that you could have. And it's it's a treat, let me tell you. I haven't Isn't slept it, in like, like three days. Flu. Yeah, it oh. is. It's, it's But she's not, she, luckily she doesn't have the vomiting symptoms. So she's not doing that but combined with our powers combined between my children and yours they do have all everyone has had the symptoms <laughs> it's mine so it's, 
So wait, can I just quickly say when we were in the Poconos, I'm pretty sure when, we are, when our families were all together in Poconos, I mentioned that I had to have mentioned this on the podcast that Ari like starts barfing in the middle of the night and comes running upstairs and Allie's trailing behind him, cleaning up barf. <laughs> um, I, I jump out of bed and then at, at that moment I'm in the bathroom with him. He's just throwing up and you, Becky, like shy Becky, Allie are sitting there with me in the bathroom as I'm like holding my son's head. And it was surreal. I hadn't seen you guys in two years. The amount I've missed you and like conjured you up in my imagination many times. This and the hard times that I had the last two years, this it was such a surreal moment. And and there you all were as if you were figments of my imagination supporting it, it, me through this awful night. It is as if we were in the end of the labyrinth. Should end you need of the us? labyrinth. Should you need us? That's exactly that's what I thought of. And then and then two nights ago, Ari sleeping on the, in my room with me here at the, on this vacation. Two nights ago, I kind of turn over. I just look at him. He's sitting up. He like woke me up when he's like sat up, and he just starts barfing onto the floor. <laughs> and I like, oh shit! And and we like get into action, bring him into the bathroom. He keeps barfing, comes back into bed, keeps barfing, <laughs> back and forth. And Becky's um, sleeping, and I was like, okay, you know, this is this is um, more normal, right? Just me, you know, having to deal with this in the middle of the night. And I remembered, I was like, oh, but it's much more fun when one of my siblings can be there, which is rare. And I turn around and Becky just has her hand on my shoulder. Like, Are you real? She's like, I heard that maybe one of your kids could be sick. Do you need anything? I was like, oh my God, did I dream you? Are you actually Do you want to know, know why I heard it? Because I was up the entire night with my nice. sick this is child. The whole night. Well, while you so, were up you to still these came things, up to help me. Well, when you were up to these things, I was channeling Lily this week. Oh my god! I achieved. Did Becky? Becky, you told Lily the story. I didn't. I so, didn't. I. This is the Beverly story. Goldberg situation. I channeled Lily on a pretty amazing level this week. Totally out of oh, fairness, you're by welcome. the way. I did not. I did not. This was not me schnauzing or sneaking or stealing or 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 scamming anyone. Is that, are you implying that's what I do? <laughs> no, I'm just letting everyone know that as I approach- Oh, but I would say you perhaps lean in to- You lean in to getting discounts when you are displaced. Yeah. So I, we got a new security system in my house, which is a whole separate issue, but no one's getting in here now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are, you are being recorded. <laughs> in the meantime- Last year, we had installed those number pad locks that I had ordered through a Best Buy advisor or consultant, whatever you want to call it, one of these Best Buy salespeople. And the locks were part of this bigger set with ring cameras, and it never came to fruition. It, there was just the, the the installation guy didn't like the products and the, the service guy and the sales the guy. Installation guy from the company you bought it from. He didn't, didn't like wanna, the products. He I can't tell if he didn't want to do the work or if he just didn't think what they sold me was the right stuff. Could have been either one. I have and what is that noise? What is that? My phone was going off. Sorry. Okay. So. I don't know what it was, but ultimately the sales guy disappeared anyway. So I never was able to finish this installation. So I had this half installed security system and 
I went to a new company recommended by my brother-in-law and they came and did an amazing job and they installed all the stuff I wanted installed. And in the process, the their installation guy removed the old locks. And to his credit, he took every screw and kept them organized. And so every piece of these, and now me, because I don't throw things away, Lily, if you remember, there's a pile of boxes next to my I office. I do remember. The it's pile gone of now. The pile of boxes is gone now. I kept the packaging for all of the locks. So I packaged up these locks that were installed in my house, a, not a year ago, but almost a year ago, as well as a few unopened products that were part of the sale. And I went to Best Buy and I had the receipts. Tell me you returned it all. I, I Wait, I had the receipts and I went to the first Best Buy and I got them to give me store, store credit. I, I See, my approach was very clear. I said, I know I am coming after your return policy. Let me explain what happened explain the story. I said, I'm not trying to take money from Best Buy. Believe me, I'm going to spend money at Best Buy this year, but please let me return this stuff and give me store credit. And so the first Best Buy I went to, they took all of the closed stuff back, but they said the <laughs> open locks, they said, we can't, we weren't the Best Buy that sold these. You have to go to another Best Buy. <laughs> and so I drove to that Best Buy and their reaction when I got to them was says, why did they tell you to come to this Best Buy? They could have just returned them there. I guess they just didn't want the inventory. They want to do it. And funny. I said, I said, look, I didn't make up that you were the Best Buy. I just returned these there. They told me you're Best Buy and I gave them their Best Buy. The you didn't remember number. which, how many Best Buys are there around you? You didn't remember which one you went to? No, no, because the sales guy brought it to me. The, the, he spent the, a lot of time in the car calling me. The, the installation guy, the installation guy oh. had brought them to me. So I didn't know which store he even worked for. By the way, they didn't mm. even know which store he worked for, which was all separate. Issue. Does he even work for Best Buy? He does work for Best Buy, but <laughs> he's associated with a specific store. Anyways, he's very hard to reach. And... I explained them the story and I said, look, every piece is inside these boxes. I am not trying. I, and the, and the, the customer service lady was initially said, you know, this is outside the return window. I said, a hundred percent. This is outside the return window. I'm just telling you they were installed in my house. I can't use the service. I'd like to use the money to buy something else at your store. Please take them back. And the very nice manager, um, he came and he returned it all for full price, gave me store credit. And it's impressive. Considering I, so Lily, you've used them in your house. I returned. Although Becky's the master of returning things. I, I get stuff for free, but I'm not so good at returning stuff. Whereas Becky will get something from one place and return it to another place and manage to get to pick out something else. <laughs> yeah. So. I was running a, uh, like a little, bed, bath, and beyond scam for a while. I was running like a bed, bath, and beyond so, scam for see, a few see, years. I, see, I told you, I was I don't running want, a scam. I don't want the authorities coming after I was me. totally honest with them. And to Best Buy's credit, they were fantastic about returns. <laughs> Every other part of the service until that moment was a disaster, but allowing me to so make the that keypads return, that you had on your house. It's not, not my there. fault. The bed, bath, new, new keypads. I will explain to you not on the podcast how the new keypads work, but they work almost the same as before. Now, separately speaking, I have a pitch for you all, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a new streaming service. Oh, it's God. called Climax. No, that you is... can't call. Nope, you can't <laughs> call something that. Nope. But let, let me tell nope. you, let me tell you why. Nope. We can change the name. 
But let yeah, me tell you Cinemax why. Yeah, because Cinemax first <laughs> no, generation. Can't. So last night, Allie and I were watching TV. We I watched three episodes of Reservation Dogs, which we'll get to in recommendations. But wow, right away, that's a wreck. That's a buy. I I knocked off the, the first three episodes in one evening. It was so good. I'm so nervous to finish it because I love it so much. And then like I'm I, trying to watch it so slowly. I needed a dessert, but it was a different type of dessert. I didn't want to watch a whole show from beginning to end. And so I popped onto Netflix and I fast forwarded through the movie Eurovision and watched like the last half hour or so, which is from when the elves kill the bad guy through the final song. And Allie walked in and said, whoa, is this just on TV? I said, no, I just, I put it up. I put it on oh, at the climax. You're pitching. <laughs> I put it on <laughs> at the climax so I could watch the, the best part towards the end, which sometimes you watch a movie all the way to the end. So my idea is it's a streaming service where it shuffles shows, or maybe it's an element, like it's called Netflix Climax. Oh. Or it's just it's like called. a scene, the best scenes from movies. Climax mode, where <laughs> you hit shuffle, but it shuffles to... The just best call it like third just act porn. mode. Just third don't act. Call That's it. great. Wait, That's great. No, well, well, I think you could also show scenes from other acts that are the best scenes. Some movies are better in the middle. Like but for the, the movie point. Elf, you'd have to just show the whole movie, for example. Right. But that's, <laughs> every minute of that movie is amazing. But there's other movies at the beginning, you know, has some good stuff. Or the opening scene is great. The point is that that was a like perfect dessert. Because it's a movie I know really, really well. I'm not going to watch the whole thing, but I just I wanted the final song. Allie, by the way, wept, wept through the final song. She's having Again? she's having a moment this week. She's having she's a little emotional this week. All right, so third act, third act mode. That is our new. I would like to yeah, know. Yeah, you we'll, can we'll, turn we'll, that mode on on Netflix. Third. Okay, I'm Prime changing the name in our notes. It's a plugin. Third act mode plug-in for netflix and we should we're gonna have a third act mode episode coming up where we talked about where we talk about what we would put in the first iteration of this so oh for my me gosh, people do people really listen to our podcast i hope not <laughs> they they do listen to our podcast you're just kidding okay now let's talk i'm so excited for this because i have been waiting for the show we're going to talk about for Months. How did you of, even hear this advertised? I, I heard about this for maybe even longer, maybe a year. I, I didn't see it. I had heard a long time ago that Stephen Amell, the star of Arrow, I believe the older brother of the guy from Upload also, who is Canadian. Oh, that was my question. I was like, isn't, I thought he was the Upload guy and I was so confused. No, that's Robbie Amell. I'm pretty sure oh, that's, his, that's his brother. Okay, okay. So Stephen Amell, who is Canadian and a from huge, Toronto? and, and, I don't know, a huge wrestling fan. And he himself, when he was the Arrow, did some crossover promotion on some of the wrestling shows. He has actually gone and wrestled. Stephen Amell had to, or he didn't develop it, but he was part of the initial crew putting together this show called Heels on Stars, which is a stars, man, stars reels me back in. They always screw me. I'm sure... (laughs) They will cancel this show. I hate them so much just so they can do more Outlander. But they do come up with the great shows every once in a while. And this one, 
is about a small time wrestling promotion in which state? I forget. Georgia. In Georgia. Georgia. In Georgia. Jeffy, Georgia. And it is a vehicle. He is from for, Toronto. I'm just saying it's just so uh, obvious. Okay. But I'm just it's saying. a vehicle for some family drama, some small town Friday Night Lights vibes, but also exposing people to the world, the very weird world of professional wrestling and the culture and rules associated with it. So that's my pitch. And I think the acting I thought was fantastic in the first episode. Well, I I, I described it. What's our game where you describe a movie using other movies? Yeah. Best adapted description. Adap- best, best adapted, adapted description. description, which I came up with. So I'm glad I, I remember it. that. <laughs> best adapted description. <laughs> so funny. Um, so I said to Becky, it's like Friday Night Lights meets Kingdom, but with wrestling. Yeah. It's a, it's a perfect description. Yeah, it's not as um it's not as raw as Kingdom is. It's not as No, but I think and... the like no, but I think the struggling to have his own business, he's the boss, but he's in a like the main character of this business. Yeah, the family, know, the family the tension. family aspect, the brothers, the I think there's similarities to Kingdom. So that is a great best adapted description of heels on stars. I keep having to tell, I keep having to mention it because I'm sure no one will know where to watch it. It starts as one step above epics at this point. I think. Epics. Epics. No epics. Way epics. <laughs> Just no way. Um, so I'd so love yeah, to hear your reactions. Let's get into it. Let's okay. start with. So, and everyone knows, I don't know if everyone knows, I am a wrestling fan. It's kind of like my SMR. It, there's something ASMR. about ASMR, whatever. Mm-hmm. It relaxes me in a really weird way. I like the, I like both the story and the excitement going on well, in the show, I think but also I, the behind the scenes is what makes professional think, wrestling really exciting. Um, right. And I think having a husband who, um, at some point in his life was a professional fighter and is a professional martial artist and an artist and does that for a living and has his own gyms, which is why kingdom was such a, like a big deal in our house. It's really hard for him because he's just like, but it's pretend, but it's pretend. He never got into wrestling as a kid. Wrestling wasn't very big in Spain and, and he has a harder time with it. He did like the show though, a lot. And I kept trying to be like, imagine community theater, but they punch each other and they really hit each other hard. Like, so while the story's not real, the physicality of it is very real. And the training to do a lot of this stuff, most of the stuff they do is, is extremely rigorous and difficult. And so that, but it is like, and they mentioned in the show, it is like being in this, in this show, it's, it's like a small community theater that you don't want to let go under. Uh, you know what I mean? As opposed to if it, everybody would understand, I think the concept better if it was the local theater and they were trying to keep it alive. Well, oh, it's the that's same. Cool. He's like the theater director. And it's the same kind of, it's his, you know, business, family business, and they don't want to let it die out. And someone, I mean, someone in the show mentions it, you know, this is like our community theater. Um, It's so important to this town. Um, And then you get the impression that it's important to many other towns in the United States. And this isn't the only one. So So my first question is, is this actually typical that in small towns or in small cities, let's say, there are local Wrestling, wrestling league. league is so, this typical? So, 
so in the history of wrestling before the wwf under vince mcmahon bought up and made a bought up other promotions is what they're called that's what these small these these leagues are called these promotions and made a national promotion which is the wwe which was the wwf at the time which was the first big national one there have been other ones since then they're what were called the wrestling territories and those were where independent promotions had marked out areas of the country and actually Canada as well that were run by these smaller businesses and wrestlers would bounce around between the different promotions. Some would be exclusive, but a lot of those promotions were family businesses. So there's a, a family called the Von Erics, very tragic family, but the Von Erics, which seems to be a little bit of the way, uh, a little bit of the inspiration for the family, the Spade family in this in this show, the Von Erics, there's a great documentary about them in the dark side. Oh my of the God, room. I just got it. Ace, Ace. name is Space. Ace, Space. Yeah, Ace. I just got it. And Ken yeah, was yeah. their dad. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, Von Erics. I just got it. I actually had a thought in the, in, the, in the show, and I was like, did the dad just change their names so that he could make all their names like that? Because <laughs> it's so, a lot that their names well, are. Th- that's cards. their <laughs> ring names. Anyways, so the Von Erics were, were a big family. I, th- I forget where they were from. Maybe they were from Texas. And then the Hart family, which is Brett the Hitman Hart from Canada, from Calgary, they ran uh, Stampede Wrestling. And that was another very famous promotion. And there's a lot of, there's a romantic view of that era and those small promotions and how they were eventually bought up and eliminated. Uh, I, I don't know if we really miss all of them, but what has come since then are smaller independent wrestling promotions. And those operate in smaller cities and, or not in smaller cities, in cities, but it doesn't work the same way as in the 70s. And, um, and so there are still independent promotions. Some of them, I think, are probably family related, but there's a little bit of a mixing here of the nostalgia for that pre-1980s era and the independent wrestling now nowadays because the wwe is so big and bloated although it has some great moments and some great performers and they are still the original at what they are there is a real respect for the independent wrestlers and there are a lot of wrestlers who have gotten a lot of cred in the independent circuit and as a result they there is a there's a certain edginess about it that we have here in in the show so that's my answer on whether or not it's real it's real ish it's real enough okay that's a great answer um so back to me i i did like (laughs) it um i did like it i i found the i i the first episode of every show is always a bit tough except friday night lights obviously episode's perfect but you know, I think that you're you're building toward what the rest of the show is going to be like. I don't know how many episodes are in this show, so I think I don't know wh- how they're going to tease it out. But it was a little bit slow at times, like a, a teensy bit repetitive. The back and forth. You know, he sat down at his laptop, and I was wondering what Becky thought of that. Like he sat down at his laptop and opened up that laptop so many times that I thought that that was a bit clumsy. Um, you know. But I so think there's going to be that, eight episodes, by the way, in the first season. Okay, so I think that you know that's fine. I was like, if it's six to eight, it's okay. If this is a twelve episode thing, ugh, this is going to drag on way too long. Um, I 
I like the arrow guy. Um, he's got a very square jaw um, and like a big face. And I feel like he's, you know, I, I guess he's a good actor because he was in that show for so long. I don't know. Is he a good actor? I think he's a better actor I, in this than he was in Arrow. But I think that's the nature of that being Arrow as a comic CW book. show. But yeah. he was he's definitely he, the... He was definitely the guy in that whole franchise of all those different shows, the Arrowverse. He's the one who that show's over now, but he's the one who held that together. So I I do think he's good. I like the the back and forth with him and the brother. I like that there's backstory there with the father and stuff like that. And and that it's his own business that he's trying to keep, but he's so passionate about this. I felt that the women characters. Even Oof. Mary McCormick, who's fantastic, I felt like they were very weak. And his if his wife my... does not, if his wife I was does gonna not say, say anything yeah. other than fetch about his Amazon shopping list, like his order list. Yeah, I was gonna say she's a little going too to have she's to a, move on. She's a little too cutesy. But I, not only that, else. the only thing she has to say is what shopping, like I saw your shopping. I have an app, I can see what you're buying. I'm like, bitch, get a job. Like, she's like, you don't want me to work. I should just be a stay at home, but I don't want you to spend money on your business. So like, so that she's very annoying. She needs to either get a job or stop looking at what he buys for his business. And the worst, worst, worst part of her, let me just finish. The worst, worst part of her character is when Ace gets the scouting for the uh, like the major leagues or whatever, which is a great twist that he's going to get scout like towards the end. Oh, wow. He's done barely nothing. And now he's going to get scouted. She's like, isn't that amazing? Aren't you so happy? Oh, wait, you're mad. I'm sorry. Does she have no, does she not live with him? Cause we're watching the show for less than an hour and we know how hurt he is. So you, dude, you live with the guy. Like so I, the I fact think there's that she's a couple. so clueless. Like there's is she really that well. is she really that clueless as to what Ace is really like? It, like she has no sense that or, he's or really hurtful, the heel and or, Jack or how is really hurtful face. and how hurtful right. this could be to them, using, his, her husband. Shy, I'm using lingo. lingo. Oh, yeah, those are great. Right. I love that you're using lingo. I'm enjoying it. So I so the heel so, is for the to the listeners, the heel is the villain in the in the wrestling match and the okay. face is the hero. So yes. I agree with everything Lily has said and I want to fully agree. I think Crystal currently has the most potential to be an interesting right. character. So let's and see what happens. And hopefully become a real wrestler. Um, excited now to be a wrestler. I want to pivot to a story, I don't know, to a, a device or something that they were using that I really enjoyed. No, <laughs> that's funny. So that funny. I really enjoyed. I have thoughts on the laptop that, that made me feel like that okay. made me really feel like the end of the episode delivered because they're constantly repeating and they're explaining to the audience and they're repeating throughout that it's just a story that it's scripted and they go into all the is it fake is it real they had the guys need to stay in character when they're out of the rings so the towns people K-fabe. really believe it but is it's it? not. Kayfabe. What is it, Jack? Kayfabe. 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 Mysterious word. What is Kayfabe? Okay. What is Kayfabe? Is the so Kayfabe? It it dates back to the carnival era, and when you keep into character until the 1990s, there was this notion of protecting the business, and they actually said it, and I thought it was great when they say, "Protect the business, protect the business." Mm -hmm. That even though it was a show, that 
you protected kayfabe you stayed in character all the time the storyline was supposed to be portrayed if it was real so for example in the 1980s all the way through the 1980s through the 90s the heels and the faces were not supposed to even be seen together outside of the show because they're bad guys they're they're enemies and there's this famous incident where the iron sheik and another guy i want to say it was either i think it was big john stud one was a heel, one was a face, and they got busted doing drugs in a car and they got fired. Yes, because they were doing bad things, but also because it was this notion that how could you the... have a heel and a face partying together? That breaks kayfabe. Ah, interesting. Okay, so so they Which is why he's so mad at his brother when he's right. acting like a dick at church. Exactly. And, and, what, and then he, on makes game that, day. he makes that that young woman cry and he's and he, you know, like he consistently on does things day. that are against that are out of that are basically showing his true character, true. which is right. which, again, I appreciate that they do make even that more complex. He's not Ace is not just good. He's not the good character that he portrays, but he's also not just some evil you know, he's not also not just like a villain underneath. He is a bit more complex. There is a bit more nuance, which I like. But all of this leading up to, they keep drilling into you the fact that it's characters, that it's a story that they're putting on a show, right? And you go into that final match, having that drilled into you over and over and over again. Well, at the same time, Jack is also drilling into you. You need to subvert the expectations of the fans. You need to subvert the expectations of the fans. Like that's how you get them in. Yep, yep, And yep. then that final fight scene did exactly that to me, a fan of this TV show, not the wrestling fan, but the fan of the no, TV show. No, because those guys bad. Right, what I'm saying is that I was watching, I go, oh, wow, this is actually a pretty brilliant ending to the first episode because all of the lessons you have been, you have been foreshadowing to me that this well, was going to happen, and yet I, I was entirely unexpected. Okay, before we go to the end, that was very really, well, very well done. I really want Shai to break down with us, but, but before we go there, I think, to i was not very aware of the of the term k fabe before k fabe but i they say it so many times in the episode it's the name of the episode um and i think you know and i'm, I'm watching with Colson, and i basically was like imagine you had to be sensei all the time and and he does like he, he has goes, to be fabe sensei all the time right he goes first of all i am a sensei all the time which Do is you fair, remember? but Cause that's why he, that's why he eats. Uh, that's why he has to go to like a town over to get McDonald's and eat it in his car. He can't ever eat. He's never <laughs> eaten McDonald's anywhere near. I, first of all, he hasn't eaten McDonald's in years, but if he were to eat McDonald's, it can't be anywhere near where we live. No one could ever see him eat McDonald's. Number one, number two, every once in a while, he'll like to smoke a small cigar or yeah, like, or a cigarette, not, not drugs, but he'll smoke um, a little cigar or a big cigar or something like that. He can never, or we'll be out for dinner and a friend will be like, oh, I got some cigars. And he, nope, he can never, ever smoke in public. Ever, ever, ever. Because he could never accidentally be seen by a student or anybody that he would ever smoke. Um, and and when we've gone out in Carnival, he always has to wear a costume as a mask. Because, you know, you get rowdy or there you go. Stuff. I, so so it's, 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 but and then I was like, oh my God, we all have K I guess. His is really real too though. 
to the point. I mean, you do too, shy. Like you couldn't, you know, for your but job. But anyways, I want to. I want to just you know say Lily, just, as, the concept is very cool. I want to say that even okay. though there are some issues, you know, that you didn't like with the writing, the female characters, I, the, I, the I repetitiveness hope of, of the laptop. I do think that the overall structure of the episode and the and the beats that they keep hitting throughout, and then the the third act, shy or the climax, as you. You're so enthusiastic about third act. It's very well structured, and and I and I thought that that was it was really good writing overall. When you look at what they did with that, I I hope because when you look at shows like Friday Night Lights and Kingdom, right, the women characters are so fantastic. Especially, especially, I mean, you know, uh, Friday Night Lights can't even. I mean, you you can't even Kingdom. Um, Keely Sanchez. There, there will never be another. There will never be another Tammy Taylor. They're just not. I mean, it's true. And the the other women on. So the other women on Kingdom were were so excellent and complex. Um, the woman that plays their mom, um, uh, Kalina's ex wife. Um, you know, and I just this show would be doing itself a great disservice if they don't tease out those female characters especially mary mccormick she her, she's so great that i really hope they do something better with her than like one-off barbecue food jokes and you know being this sort of soundboard for jack like i hope that they can you know go deeper than that on uh, her being like the bully of the girl wrestler or whatever um and that the amazon prime wife i can't deal with her so i hope they build something out of that so i think there's so a i think where they are right now in the show with where the characters are this is the way the women would be relegated but when you see the way wrestling has evolved especially in the last 10 years the women's division in wrestling and this wwe deserves a tremendous amount of credit particularly the the work that they have done in their nxt division but and beyond of developing the women's division and, and and changing it to the women's division for a while they called it the divas and it was more uh, is that the bellas or whatever their name is there the bellas were so there was there were before the bellas and Paige, who's the one they made the movie about fighting fighting with your family there were some very famous female wrestlers like trish stratus i think trish stratus is that era or before that era but in the 90s, it was much more of a sex appeal thing, and it wasn't really very mm-hmm. serious. But in the last 10 years in particular, with the coming on of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Sasha Banks, those four, they're known as the Force Horsewomen, which is a reference to a previous group of wrestlers from the 70s and 80s. The, the, the change of women's wrestling to being a serious athletic sport taken as seriously as the men's division uh really really changed and i think it's a fantastic part of the show both aew and wwe the women's divisions are some of the best stuff that's happening is happening in those divisions because they have real hardcore wrestling athletes now doing the doing the show and they they are as much and and they're as much wrestlers and a lot of ground was broken for them by the people before them but that's the way they're treated now I mm-hmm. think that there is room for heels to develop that as part of the competitive advantage of this. Right, right, right. That well, it would seems be like fantastic. it. Fantastic. That I mean, would be fantastic. It seems like, that seems like an obvious way to go because that's part of the whole storyline, right? Like they need something to compete. Ace is there. 
was supposed to be what they were going to use to compete, but that's obviously burnt down now. I, I also think because of Glow, they really need to show something different. And so they need to give it a little bit of time before there's women's division because the, the women of Glow, who were the original gorgeous ladies of wrestling, as you remember from that show, they weren't wrestlers at all. They were actors. Or there Maybe there mm-hmm. were some stunt women and there were some, there was the uh, character Machu Picchu, Ba- you know, who's based on a real a real character there were a few people from wrestling families and real wrestlers but the wrestlers that you would have today in heels would be a much much more advanced athletic like they train and Got it. so I, I so i think there's room to bring that into the story which would be amazing the but, role of crystal which is the role of the valet which is a very specific what's role. a valet also, so the, Downton yeah. Abbey. It's like Downton Abbey. That? She just escorts him? The valet is part of the show. And the most famous valet him, of all. Doesn't she give him the, the weapons or whatever he's going to use? Sometimes she gives that? him weapons. Sometimes there's a whole bunch of different things. The valet is part of the... It's it's in some ways it's like the magician's assistant they'll do distractions they'll they'll help they're part of the show the most famous valet of all time there is an is of course miss elizabeth who was of initially course, miss elizabeth miss elizabeth she was <laughs> married to randy macho man savage oh. and he was very he was a big star and all of these male there's very famous there's very famous piece of wrestling history where male managers wanted to all be his manager and he decided to do this totally different thing and he had his wife who was this beautiful woman who was very very kind and sweet and he was this very gruff over-the-top character and miss elizabeth was an icon and she was very much part of the story and that story the miss elizabeth story plays out over decades it's a very it's tragic in the end like almost every single wrestling story but the actual kayfabe in story, real life or in the kayfabe, kayfabe story is happy and has a beautiful happy ending the real life story is horrible Oof. um well the ending is horrible anyways but a match made in heaven the episode uh um, of uh vice's dark side of the ring which is about the two of them is fantastic but that's the history of the valet so the nod to the valet is serious and her not being treated seriously and not being treated like a wrestler but very much having her own ideas that's a that's a kernel that they're gonna they're gonna tease out i think and the other thing i think the reason why they showed him at the laptop is that Mm -hmm. this show carries a huge burden and it has to show really quickly to people the complexity that is pro wrestling because most people are probably going to write this off and say a wrestling show really and they have real writers and there's a huge competition and there's a lot of judging of who is coming up with the stories and giving the wrestlers a chance to come up with their own stories and people overly controlling the stories which is uh, the the the, by the way the, the nickname for stories is called booking is the booking um and so and so they have to show you how deliberate it is. And one of the big criticisms of the WWE now is that the stories are overly controlled by the management. So Ace's character, who clearly is a brilliant story writer and understands the tension he has to build, there's also a little bit of tension there about should he be able to control everything, right? Is that really what's best for them? So that's another right. dimension. That's another yeah. dimension. So it made me and, think of was it um Randy Macho Man, which who's the one that always wrote the scripts for his matches? So Randy Macho let, Randy Randy Macho Man Savage 
Right. That reminded me of that a little bit. Notoriously meticulous. Every single movement was choreographed and he would come up with them and he would tell guys what to do. And as a result, very famously, he would what they call the term they use is carry guys would wrestle him who are okay, who are pretty good. Like Hulk Hogan's one of the examples, very charismatic, but not known as a good wrestler. But when he and Macho Man would wrestle, it would be amazing a lot because of what Macho Man would come up with to make the actual match come together. So there's a lot of really neat nuggets. I hope they get to develop further, but the show does have a huge burden to climb. Number one, it's on stars. And that that's a network that people go to for downtown Abbey and downtown Abbey related things or not downtown Mm -hmm. Abbey outlander, downtown outlander, whatever. And (laughs) the other thing is, is that it has to explain this stuff to people and make it compelling. So Hmm. I love the first episode. I can't wait for more. And I hope this explanation helps people get excited for it. But I recognize this is going to be tough. Well, I I loved it. I'm going to keep watching it. I definitely recommend it. I think it's one of those shows that whether or not you're interested in wrestling, I I would hope like a good character driven story. Like, right. I wasn't interested in football. I loved Friday Night Lights. It's very much an MMA for Kingdom. Right. Exactly. And if I were to say to someone, oh, you might not like Kingdom. It has nothing to do with MMA. It has to do with like the dark places that show goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. it has to do with how dark the drama eventually gets. And I'd be like, Ooh, you might not be into this. It has nothing to do with the topic because the show is so well done. You know, it's like saying breaking bad is amazing, but you know, don't watch it not because of the mess, but because it's pretty depressing. So, all right. The other show that we started, but we're not going to go in deep with, but uh, Becky's Rec, Res, Res Dogs. I'm not even going to give you an I told you show because I, I mean, you deserve an I told you show in the sense that I mean, we're um, all going to watch this. You, told, you told us about it, but but it's it Res Dogs. It's, it's too good. I had even, heard about like, it. I, no too. one deserves it. Taiko Watiti deserves the I told you show. Right. Because he put his name on it. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and re, so uh, Reservation Dogs. It is takes place in a Native American reservation in Oklahoma, Oklahoma. and it was uh, I watched the, it, it, it's a dramedy. I thought when you said Taiko Atiti, it was going to be more like what we do in the shadows. So I was a little bit <laughs> I was a little bit confused. At no, first. it's more like a hunt for the wilder people vibe. Yes, yes. It's much more coming of age. Dark, but with with wonderful humor. And uh, heart, dark. so much heart. Wow. But and not that it's dark. Charts. It's not even that it's dark. It's that it seems, and of course we don't, we don't really know. But it just seems very um, honest. Yeah, so, I, we these, don't know. And, and these, and... you know, right? And and the reality of life for teenagers living on a reservation is not an easy place. But they're telling that story with humor and sensitivity and nuance you know um and yeah, so. the show is created by sterling harjo and taiko atiti i assume sterling harjo was the was the main creator and taiko atiti maybe joined or maybe they created it together yeah, we'll have to research that um it it the cast is absolutely phenomenal phenomenal, phenomenal. um mm-hmm. Uh, De- uh, I'm going to try to pronounce everyone's names right. Apologies if I don't, but there's Devery Jacobs plays Alara Dannon, 
Postoke. By the way, the fact that then one of the main characters the Willow, name so is, the Willow, the scene where they're being interrogated by the meth guy, the Willow thing comes up in every and, episode, and it's that scene with the with the Willow, the whole thing about Willow. I was like, shy. This show is shy's gonna love this show. Yeah, and the fact that it comes up in every episode, the Willow connection. Yeah, so I love that. That's just a great little detail that is so funny. And so and and so she's phenomenal. Defaro Woon Atai as Bear Small Hill, who's Bear. the he's the yeah. audience avatar. He's the person you're watching the story through. He's phenomenal. Like he has to work and he works. He's so good. And then the two supporting characters, which I'm sure we'll get more of, Lane Factor as Cheese and Paulina Alexis as Willie Jack. She's so good. So I mean, Cheese good. is hilarious, but Pauline Alexis as Willie Jack is yeah. so good. There's so much they can do with this show. And I just, again, started it. First episode, watched three episodes without thinking. Amazing. People start watching this. We will do a full episode of Friday Night Movie dedicated to this sometime soon. With that, uh, let's get to some shout outs and wrecks. My wrecks, I saw The Paper Tigers on Netflix. I feel like Netflix's movies are getting a little bit better but again it seems that the movies with not so famous people that actually invest in some story and creativity are better than the ones where they spent all the money on a big name paper tigers mm-hmm. oh i don't know if it's actually a formerly a netflix movie to be honest but paper tigers is about three boys i feel like who, it's something they bought they bought you yeah. three yeah, boys it's my feeling three boys who uh, were trained by a kung fu master. I don't know which city it's in. We couldn't figure out which city it's in. And then many years later, they abandon their kung fu for different reasons, and their master is killed, and they have to get to the bottom of his death and avenge it. And it's this nice. It's this. It has a mix of three ninjas and the big chill. It's also it's got good drama, good comedy. It's not too long. Very very enjoyable. And I watched it with Ali and cousin Nindy, and they both liked it too. Ted Lasso off the charts here in season did you watch, two. Did you watch the whole season? We're, I mean, we're already up to, well, not all the episodes have been released. Right? We're, through oh. the, we're through the Christmas episode, which was No, I'm lovely. not. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I haven't watched. I haven't started yet. But Harris, have you gotten to Sophia's episode? I'm just curious. No, haven't gotten to okay. it. Okay. Um, haven't gotten to it yet. And then the, don't worry. When we do, we will be posting tons of pictures from all of our accounts. Okay. And then watch the white, lotus season finale uh, i liked we, it a lot Shai, i liked it but i thought it petered out on what's that I, I thought it petered out i thought it just kind of petered out i thought it was a good episode but ultimately it was just there i hope they have totally different guests in the next season that would make it more that would make it more fun but it just i kind assume of, there's going to be different guests at the hotel i don't know that that's how that show has to work I, I guess the person who died was pretty was much more obvious than I realized, and I was bummed. But I guess that's not really what the show is about. Uh, I guess um, it wasn't and, really about the mystery. It wasn't really about the mystery, but the mystery was so compelling. Uh, but the ca- and the character growth. Some people grew, some people didn't. It was it was cool. But I I liked all of the episodes, but the last one more. And then uh, our buy of the week. Our buy of the week, because we're going to keep this going, which is, again, these are official picks of the Friday Night Movie podcast. So, A, all the siblings have to buy it, and these have to be ones that we really love. This We did the first couple were from creators that we know and love. This week, we're just going with the fighting theme, 
And we are going with a film that not enough people have seen that is phenomenal. It is Warrior starring Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, who got a Oscar nomination for this, Joel Edgerton, mm-hmm. Jennifer Morrison, Frank Grillo, I think in his pre-Kingdom role. I think yeah, his role as the is. training of mm-hmm. this totally it got is. him this. And the director is Gavin O'Connor, who I don't know what else Gavin O'Connor's directed, but I love the direction of this film. And I love the way music is used in this film. The film, the the music of the national is used a lot in it. And it's about two brothers who are MMA fighters. And it is as uplifting and heartbreaking at the same time as the first Rocky, in my opinion. And I think more people need to see it. It's set at the backdrop of the of the economic crash of 2008 as well. So that's another element of it that's really, really crucial. And people should really see that movie, Warrior. It's fantastic. All right, Lily, what do you have? Rex, shout outs, shout outs and Rex? Uh, just pretty much what that's it, what we've been watching. Um, I finally finished Star Trek. Sorry, Starstruck on HBO Max. I 100% recommend it. It's so lovely and cute. Um, please, uh, yeah, watch that. It's so cute. And um, Atypical, which I'm almost done the final season. Very good as well. Those are my other shows. Very cool. Atypical? Mm hmm. Cool. I like it a lot. And Becky. Honestly, Shai, I was really proud of myself this week for finding the time to sit down and start yes. a new show. You were a champion. I was reflecting and on this. And finish how, White Lotus. And how, finish White Lotus. How how Becky, how Becky has given birth and shown up to this show multiple times, let alone the week you've had just being covered in pink eye and diarrhea and found <laughs> and managed to Watch Res Dog. There are other people's pink eye and diarrhea, not my own. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And I was just really excited that I was like, I'm going to take initiative. I'm going to start a new show and then I'm going to be able to talk about it in the Rex and shout outs. And you two are just going around stealing my thunder everywhere. But so it was Reservation Dogs. That's what I started. Oh, back. Um, you, you deserve the credit for that even being on this show. Like, so yeah. yes, that's so. your wreck, but it ended up being a whole segment because of you. All so right. you should. You get massive credit for that. Uh, um, so with that, where can people follow you, Beck? Oh, at Paper BK Princess on Twitter. And Lily, where can people follow you? Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table. That's Pancake Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And you can uh, also f- check out our website, FridayNightMoviePod.com. We will be listing all of our weekly buys there so you can go and see the archives as they get billed. Please join us in supporting the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, the Equal Justice Initiative, and the Asian American Journalists Association. And the theme music from What Does It Eat will kick in. Speaking of what does it eat, I'm the drummer in that band, and on April 27th, I will be a guest drummer with the great Rachel Levitin. So buy your tickets on Eventbrite, and we'll put the... We'll put, they're in my bio on Instagram as well, and it's vaccines and masks required, so it'll be a safe environment, and hopefully people will be there. We shall see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.